Welcome to the Beth and Kelly Show, a weekly Facebook Live conversation between Beth Fortune and Kelly Klingen. That's me. And we've made it into a podcast. Beth Fortune currently serves as Education Director at Wintergrass, the National American String Teachers Association Board, and Chair of the National Council for Orchestral Education. I currently serve as Education Director at Jazz Ed the Washington president at Jazz Education Network and Jazz Curriculum Officer for Washington Music Educators Association. We have a platform and we really want to leverage it for positive change. Please hit us up. Let's have a conversation and uh, let's move our practice as music educators forward. Do this Beth and Kelly show. Let's do this. We're stoked to be talking with Chandra today. Yep. A music educator in Bellevue, Washington. Yep. Yes. Why don't you tell us about what you're doing this year and maybe some past years. Let us tell us about you, bro. And then I want to get into it. So I've been doing high school band for 11 years. And uh, this is the first year I am doing fifth grade band. So I'm positioned um, from the crazy... Um, yeah, the, the craziness of marching band and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, competitions mm-hmm. and festivals and mm-hmm. life of like living in the bunker, living in. <laughs> and I'm going to want to unpack that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a and, later, well, I mean, and loving it to some extent, and, uh, you know. Schedule yeah. and expectations and all that. Yeah, and then um, and now I'm teaching all fifth grade, which, which I did um, request. Um, I love fifth graders. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people keep asking me like, oh, were you punished? I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> fifth graders are like magic. Yeah. So I'm actually teaching at six schools. So on Monday and Tuesday, I teach at three schools and then I shift on Tuesday and Friday and I teach at a different three, three schools. Okay. It's, it's so actually- it's like EIM or is it general music or you're teaching... No, I'm band. teaching fifth grade band, like beginning band. I'm teaching I love band. it. Oh my God. Oh, that sounds so much fun. I'm super so great. And, and I actually, here- in, in Bellevue School District, um, all, all students um, are required to take either band or orchestra in their fifth grade year so that, so that they have some instrumental background um, and they can have that application of, of reading and sort of a theoretical application into an instrumental. I love that. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I actually have a much more diverse student population that I get to work with. Um, you just don't see at the high school level for multiple reasons. That's really great. That's like the kind of courageous collaboration that I am calling for at yeah. this time, like districts making big moves like that, like big. How long has Bellevue of- been doing that for a long time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure even since I was a kid that that was that was happening. So that that's been going on for about was it 25 years? Yeah, it's been a really that's long pretty time. great. I'm gonna put myself on blast for a minute. Uh, a 20 something Kelly remembers, um, you know, in my, I'm going to become a teacher and now I have just become a teacher phase. Um, remember subbing in Bellevue. And I was looking at all of the structures and I remember thinking, this is, I think how you're supposed to do things. This is really good on paper. Like this is good on paper, this plan. And then I thought to myself, why are the bands never as good as in Seattle? Uh And I spent like, probably I actually still spend time thinking about that. I think about it a lot because I happened upon Washington middle school and I was like, okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? (laughs) And uh, I don't know that I have a reason, Chandra, I want to hear what you think, but I am putting myself (laughs) on blast a little bit because who just, why did I think I got to be the person who said if the bands were as good or not? And why did I even think that that mattered? There you go. And also like who decided some jazz festival ranking that like, 
who are they to say which band, but definitely who am I to say, but also is there truth in it? I, I oh. think there, I mean, growing up in this, uh, growing, being like a product of, yeah. um, of the school and actually like going back and like, okay, so I actually taught back in Newport when I started teaching here and I was like we were so good we were so amazing oh my god we're the best and then right. back and like finding like old VHS of our bands and our competitions and being like oh my gosh I can't wait to listen to these and listening to me like oh we sound pretty oh my god <laughs> like wow we're just like we're not very oh my goodness like, <laughs> like ooh, dang um you know and I think that one of the reasons the bands, you know, I, I think the focus back then was competition. Mm -hmm. There was a, you know, it wasn't always, you know, like at least it, it just wasn't about the music. It wasn't about collaboration. It, with, it wasn't about developing. It wasn't about like, wasn't about making music all the time. Maybe, you know, some of the time it was. But I, I specifically remember going into competitions with the intention of crushing other schools, uh -huh. having that be um, elevated and encouraged and um, yeah, that being celebrated. But that's the case here too. I was like that. Well, Kelly, you know, they were also a product of it. And let's just, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. There is a difference between what Bellevue School District in the East, across the lake from Seattle, for those of you who are listening in other places, um, the Bellevue School District operates more like you read about in books, like what, what most places do for music education. Seattle, on the other hand, is very different. And Kelly is part of a thing that Seattle <laughs> has always had. And when I first started teaching in Seattle Public Schools 21 years ago, mm. um, I happened into this and I had come from a place, Montana, that had more like Bellevue, you know. They pay for their teachers to go to conference. Right. You, what? I had, you know, I had a string teacher teaching me strings and I had all of the different things, you know, starting orchestra started in fourth grade. And it, I mean, it was kind of the textbook thing. It wasn't the required thing where you have to choose band or orchestra and that's required, but it was offered at fourth grade and I was in it from fourth through 12th grade taught by an actual string specialist. But what we have in Seattle is this gifted have program. Well, yeah, well, it's, well, we've got a gifted program in Seattle public schools and well, none of us are real surprised Kelly that you were a member of that gifted program when you were a child. So well, you, you know, you went through the IQ testing and all the stuff and you got invited into this super secret <laughs> club <laughs> of like, yeah, of like the one percenters, you know, and um, this super secret club went to a special elementary Yep. And then they were I didn't bust. go to that elementary. I joined okay, right. middle school. You went to a different Mm -hmm. elementary but then you went to the super secret yeah elite it was uh, at that time it was on like teacher recommendations so like okay i just went to normal elementary school and then either my fourth or fifth grade maybe both i'm not sure teacher recommended that i be which basically just means i turned in my homework on time and i did a really nice job you know like i wasn't like hella smart or anything but I was you know the daughter of a teacher I was very well behaved and I did exactly what I was supposed to and I did it on time so I got recommended and my parents were like okay if that's what's best for our kids so right. that's when I joined up but it I always felt like 
a little bit different because I didn't go to elementary school with the rest of them. But right. there's a pipeline. So you go to this super elite middle school. Yeah. And um, then you decided to cycle out of that. I for high school. We'll talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> there is a super elite high school too. It's Garfield High School. So it used to be Lowell Elementary. Yep. Washington, Washington Middle, Middle school, school and Garfield High School. Now, I wonder why Washington Middle School had this amazing music program. Hmm. Right. <laughs> Could it be that it was the only middle school in town that housed this super elite gifted program? Right. With a, like affluent parents who paid for right. lessons and affluent of par- parents of kids from all over the city who were coming to this school to do their gifted and talented education. Mm-hmm. And a byproduct of that was a very, very upper echelon music program that was showcased by the jazz band as taught by a person who became very famous for his teaching, Robert Nat, mm-hmm. um, and who, who was Kelly's band director, and then she student taught with them. But I have a question, actually, because, I mean, there's not that there's actually some of those parallels, you know, with with the Bellevue School District. Really? Oh, really? I mean, there isn't like, you know, a funneling just to a specific school. But I mean, I'm about rich and affluent and and sure lessons. And is Bellevue on like neighborhood schools? Um, we, ha- we have some, but there, there are also, you know, schools. So let's say you're a kid that goes to Bellevue High. Do you live within certain streets around Bellevue yeah, High? Yeah, so, right. so like okay. Newport and Bellevue are, are pretty ridiculously affluent. Mm-hmm. And have the most high-performing music departments. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Because, and I think that, and that comes down to the privilege. It comes down yeah. because... Of one particular teacher, it doesn't come down to it. It comes down to uh, private lessons and and opportunities that students get, and yeah. you know things that parents are able to provide for those students, and you know it, it's just it's privilege. That's what it comes down to. But yeah, it's, what, what I kind of wonder about though is like the teach, like some of it might actually be the the type of teaching. That mm. you get. Um, in Seattle, in, in those very specific programs in Seattle versus um, the only type of teaching that was happening in, in Bellevue. And maybe even still to this extent, even a little bit now, is that um, there was this concept that teaching by rote or teaching, even in jazz, teaching by ear, um, there really wasn't a lot of like, you know, like the, the, that tradition, um, authentic tradition was like still kind of looked down on. Yeah. And, and so there, there just wasn't as much of that happening at the mm. time. And I'm wondering, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that, that that's, that's changing, like slowly that's happening, but that's just sort of that, um, that colonizing perspective and it's slow moving. And I think, you know, Jen helped is slowly helping change that. And, you know, as there are more and more certifications in jazz, people are sort of like, getting woke in jazz education and it's very very ridiculously slowly starting to scratch i mean i don't know dude that's a hopeful message i think (laughs) i think maybe at best five percent of our jazz educators are involved in culturally responsive teaching practices slash maybe everyone at best 5% of their entire year is spent teaching in ways that aren't just straight out of the score. I think that's straight out of the score, getting ready for the next competition. All of those schools we're talking about. And it buzz on me, like the the thing that brought me great pride when Beth and I taught at Washington together was that it turned from being during that time, it was no longer the school that served the APP program, but became a neighborhood school. Mm-hmm. And we were, were able to maintain some sort of 
some momentum. Yeah, we kept sort of our momentum, our musical community. But we shifted everything about the delivery. Yeah, exactly. But we were now engaging a population that felt good. (laughs) We we changed the delivery and the I can do anything mindset that the elite kids who are now like young adults in New York City, you know, like they're young adults gigging in, in New York City. The elite kids that used to be the only ones that were given this, I can do anything mindset. We shifted that to be for the whole entire department. And it affected kids that normally wouldn't have had the opportunity, including string kids, including younger kids, less experienced kids. And it just shifted the whole entire scene in that hood, man. Like people were walking around, I mean, like it, it was common yeah. in that neighborhood to see kids walking around with instrument cases or instrument cases out at the park, outside of the coffee shop, over at the Starbucks, whatever. It was a music neighborhood. It became a music neighborhood. It was so cool. And Chandra, you, because of your job, get to create that energy with all of the creators in like the friggin' district. What? How many of you are there? This is like blowing my mind, dude. I think this is super cool. It's really, it's really, and I have a lot of freedom too, because there's not, I mean, there's not that much curriculum to cover, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, and the books, I mean, I have audited our curriculum and it is, ooh. Girl, I want to get you our new jazz ed curriculum. Ah, what? But, but I audited it and like I have to have so many racial talks and discrimination. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this song and why we're yeah. skipping it. Yeah. Let's talk about this song and why that picture is super like I can't even like like I have to talk about why that jumping bean has like a sombrero on and like, oh my god, like, I have to do that because. Like it's our book, you know, like, and I, I, I have to do that right now. And so it's a little frustrating, but, but it gives, but the fact is, is like, we only have to cover a certain amount of notes. I don't have to cover a certain amount of rhythms. We only have to cover a certain amount of topics before I can send them off. You, you know what this right. makes me think of Chandra? It's like, you're taking the time to do that. And but, you know but, what? We should but, be picking. Yeah, and that's fine. But like, you know, taking away isn't really what I want to be doing. I have a lot more room to add. And I'm really yeah. excited that I can just start my class every day with like improvisation and ear training. And be mm-hmm. like, oh, like, I'm going to play this. Now you play back. Now I'm going to play. Now you play back. Now you start it off and let's have this interaction and let's start like. Those kids are so lucky to have you but, as a teacher. Oh my God. Man. But like, but, I, but you reals. Know, I'm just excited to like, well, and also like one, like I, I'm still learning too, you know, and I'm, I'm, I grew up in the same colonist, you know, colonizer culture. And I, I thrived in that culture. You know, anyone who became a music teacher now mm-hmm. yeah. thrived yep. in colonizer Otherwise culture. you wouldn't have become one. You wouldn't yeah, have exactly. Yeah. Anyone who like didn't dig it is not a teacher. Why are we not saying that out loud more? Yes. <laughs> obviously yeah. like but we have to turn it it's our job to shift it now yeah yeah we, we have, have to, to like what is great and we have to shift it we have faster. to reject yeah we have to reject everything that molded us into who we are <laughs> it's heavy you're not wrong and and so yeah and so i'm um, you know and like even just little things like me pulling out books and like you know going through and like being like okay so we don't have a lot of examples in our in our curriculum, we gotta we gotta find examples of black and brown, mm-hmm. you know, uh, role models for you, so that you know that like when you get to middle school and you start or high school and you start having Percy Granger shoved down your throat every friggin' day. Yep. At least you have like a foundation of like, hey, there's like millions of composers out there that like, you know. We're at the heart and the base of this music. Not just a foundation though, dude, but you're inspiring me to think about how those kids might start pointing out to their secondary teachers, these types yeah. of things. 
See, if I haven't really considered that. If you're prepping them for that, and if they don't quit before they get to middle school, right? Right. That. Like I'm saying, like maybe they get to middle school and they're like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but if they make it into the ensemble as middle schoolers and high schoolers, how cool would it be for them to be equipped to be like, hey, you know, I heard that this song was blankety blank and Mm -hmm. maybe we shouldn't play it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah or maybe we should play the original or yeah consult a culture bearer or yeah yeah but but also like i want to be real and you know i understand that there is a chance that some of them are going to like be comfortable stepping like yeah yeah of course some of the black and brown kids are going to be comfortable being like hey yo like maybe you know they're going to be comfortable standing up to that authority figure right like it's not their job to have asking, to do but, that that's but some sure. of them are going to feel comfortable doing that and that's awesome and i'd love to empower them to do that but some of them are just like they're gonna be like no i'm out of here yeah i'm out and they're I'm, out but but it's okay if they're out but i want them to know that that trumpet still belongs like that trumpet is still for <laughs> And they can still make music. And there are so many places out in the world that they can keep making music that are going right. to keep them and love them. And like their musicianship doesn't have to stop. Right. And they can and be- you're equipping them with the skills to be able to do that. Yeah. And I want them to- Right on, them. man. Yes. It's like skills and mindset, right? Like you have to have the mindset that you yourself are a musician. Mm-hmm. So that you know you have permission to make music outside of the confines of the music room. Yeah. And I mean, I've had lots of really great conversations with Chandra about the standards or the artistic process. And that's that's what it's all about, right? Like we're teaching kids all of the toolkit or we should be teaching kids the whole toolkit mm-hmm. with the goal that they're going to be leaving us so they need to have these tools not the goal that this year we're going to really nail that percy granger this year we're getting a one on the percy granger <laughs> gold marking yeah maslenka maslenka oh my Dude. god ranger like okay I have got to share the this situation because I think it's relevant and also it's also funny. Um, and my cat is like right about to jump on me, so prepare yourselves. Oh, maybe <laughs> anyway. Um, this is at my work the time where registration is launching. We start classes like at the start of October. And so at Jazz Ed, we've changed our programming um, quite a bit, but not like a lot, a lot. Nothing that we've never really done before with a couple of exceptions. Um, but you know, this is, this is what we do and how we do it. Maybe we're just talking about it differently and having less like ways of gatekeeping, like auditions, for example, are going bye-bye, these types of things. Um, Anyway, I have fielded just in the last 24 hours, fielded three phone calls from concerned mothers that their eighth grade sons would not, are, who are very advanced and um, mature for their age would um, not be properly challenged in this class um, that wasn't with high schoolers. And- um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh, this whole thing. Well, here's the where the place I'm coming from because I have been doing this kind of talk for a long time now, <laughs> starting at Washington Middle School. Right. <clears throat> and I think kind of my way of thinking has, um, I, I have kind of run the gamut here there are a lot of hilarious and insulting and loaded layers to that concern but Mm -hmm. also why would these parents think anything else it is all that we teach them through educational music 
that this is what they need to be concerned about. And shows like The Voice certainly don't help, right? So um, in a closed uh, whiteness situation, this is a concern that I actually, I can understand it. I can see where it's coming from. And what I explain, and I actually, (laughs) I actually thought to record this conversation you know, like when you're on hold and it's like, this phone call will be recorded for yeah. training purposes. I did that because we have new programming staff and I thought maybe this is helpful. Like, what is, why are we doing it this way? So I recorded it and basically explained that your son is probably very advanced, probably knows all the notes and rhythms when looking at them on the page probably way, way, way more proficiently than anyone else in the class. I believe that that's true. Your student has private lessons. And what you've explained is that they have consistently been first chair all through middle school. Um, And so, yes, I can see that they seem very advanced and they are at doing that. But I would place money on the fact that they have spent almost no time learning music by ear have spent very little time improvising and or collaborating um, with other students um, to compose on the spot or, you know, sitting with some paper. Creating, responding, connecting. Yeah, and that, you know, even if it's a song that they've played before in class or even with their private teacher, probably haven't been harmonizing it and, and all of those things that we'll be learning to do in this class. And so, Um, While there might be some moments of frustration or maybe even boredom, that that's a really important thing for students to learn. And there's really no better time to do that than right now when we have that opportunity. And then I hope your student chooses to join us because I think that they have a lot that they'll gain from the class. And if not, I wish you luck. That's where we're at. Yeah, I like that. I love it. Um, that's what I think we spend a lot of time as music educators. Um, well, I know, I mean, I was journaling about it this morning, actually the inordinate amount of time that I spend worrying about that type of feedback from parents or students Mm -hmm. inordinately, I worry about it. I sweat bullets about it. Hours and hours of frittering. Yeah, totally. Toiling in my sleep, you know? And if a student was 100% connecting with all four pillars of the artistic process, then they would find plenty to be engaged with in in whatever music class they were in. Yes. Yes. Why not start learning some leadership skills? Why not take it to the next level, you know? Yeah. But this is, my friends, a really big difference between teaching elementary school and high school. Yeah. Quite frankly, the middle school we taught at was like half and half. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with sort of the normal middle school experience. That's very unfamiliar to me. I'm very comfortable with the beginning band situation. You know, the squeak and squawk fest (laughs) molded into like epic musicians or super high performing high schoolers who need to be sort of supported in other ways that, that aren't musicianship. Those two spaces I'm comfortable in, but they're very different worlds and they require a whole lot of a different uh, time commitment. (laughs) And I am real curious to find out uh, how Chandra's um, life is this year. Yeah, Um, even your schedule, just like how different are the hours in September between last year at a high school with a football team and this year teaching fifth grade. You would be loading kids onto a bus right now for a game. 
right? For, you'd be sending the the band to the game, right? Well, like that's <laughs> what you'd be doing right now, right? Well, no, not really. <laughs> but well, I mean, I guess it's it's. I don't know how to say this. Like I, I feel like I can. I mean, I I love. I love my job. Like I love teaching high school. I like, I love that. But I also like, I don't think I realized like how much anxiety and how much physical, I guess not, I don't know. This, I guess this is the first time I've really had to reflect on it. Like no yeah. one's, no one's asked me. Um, like people are like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, great. It's fine. I'm loving <laughs> but like, no one's ever really asked me like, what's the difference? Um, I don't think I realized how much physical harm I was doing to myself. Yeah. Um, yes. I, just didn't, yeah. I didn't notice it. It's um, kind of a slow build, right? Well, it's just like the amount of anxiety and the amount of like just stress I put on my body, like on a, on a daily basis, teaching high school was just like so incredible. And now that I'm like, living like a like a healthy balanced life I'm like what, what's happening yeah I feel really weird and I've never actually lived this life so mm -hmm. I feel really I'm almost like uncomfortable sometimes I'm like you feel like lazy all right am but I doing yeah, it wrong I'm like, I don't have a gig tonight and I'm feeling like lazy that I'm not putting on well, but I'm just like having so much fun like I was like yeah. like I forgot today was Friday like, wow. Oh God. I just have to make it through today. Like I'm <sighs> so happy for you, dude. That's yeah. one totally fantastic. And two, can we just giggle for a minute about how you teach at three different schools on Monday and two different schools on Tuesday? Oh, three schools. Three. Okay. And you Another feel three. <laughs> relaxed. Yeah. And you're yeah, coming out hilarious. I mean, everybody was like, oh my God, you must be so exhausted. And I was like, no, <laughs> not right. You know, right now I am in this phase where um, I have been toiling and worrying and just a, a dang mess because I have an orchestra retreat tomorrow, folks, at the Ballard High School. Yes, and the Saturdays. kids, the kids need it. They really need it. And I got to do it. And I'm telling you, it's waking me up at 3 a.m. And I'm worrying about details. And mm -hmm. it's causing me consternation. And I know it's going to go fine. I know it's even probably going to be kind of fun. And it's going to be good for the kids. That's why we're doing it. But I tell you what, having that off my plate, having those types of like extra asks, the huge amount of extra work that high school teachers do in the music area. It's huge. It's like huge how much yeah. extra. And with marching band, it's like oh. that time's like another five. Like I, I never realized, I mean, you know, especially with schools, you don't hire a staff, like you're writing the show, you're, you're managing, right. you're teaching the marching, you're, you're like, you really are, like carrying you're, you're doing five to ten jobs all at once yeah. it's actually it's pretty unreasonable it's not reasonable it's lunacy how, how much how much work you're doing um and you know there's also I mean like there's also the you know the added sort of like you know thankless part of that <laughs> the, the, added like, totally maybe like and feels what so about great. <laughs> what about like but, this idea that because I am super guilty of this, this feeling like, well, everyone else is doing it. Yes. And they seem okay. Yes. I'm the only woman and I'm not okay. But if yeah. I say I'm not okay, then I'm like a wuss or it's because I'm a woman. So then I keep doing it. Why are all of these dudes still like keeping this up? Do they really think it's best or are they just trying to like play who has the biggest penis? Is well, that yeah, there's, there's, there's an element of that going on. I mean, I think that that is a okay. definitely a that's a, that's a huge part of the culture that I feel all the time. There's always like a, I mean, even when they say they're not, they definitely are. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. I've like, actually never thought about that 
but the when seven, I said it, it really sounded always, right. There's it always really, that resonated with me. Just there's now. always <laughs> like an undertone. There's always an undertone. Like, you, they'll say like, "Oh no, like it's not there." It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, totally. <laughs> you can tell because when you're around, I don't know, like when you're around the the fifth grade teachers or when you're around yeah. like the elementary teachers, it's like. 100 like you can feel that it's like not there you can feel the you can feel the spirit of collaboration you can feel the like lack of ego like Mm -hmm. forget that like just the love of kids right mm -hmm. yeah but 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 here's the thing though is because you put so much of your time and i understand this because you put so much of yourself into your job as a high school band teacher or you know choir teacher or orchestra teacher because and with band teachers especially because you are just like constantly there and you're given so much time and so much energy yeah. killing yourself and killing yourself and killing yourself all the games yeah. all the festivals have, of course you have ego in that because right. it is, yeah it is your identity and you it's can't your yeah. whole self even when you're trying not to like mm-hmm. make your identity it still is your identity so you right. know, is in it and if you don't measure up with that it's like that's your whole self and self-esteem and worth. It's, it's everything to you. And so it's, it's very hard not to like, you know, and your display and it's just like a very, um, it's very hard to separate those things. And so I understand how that happens. Totally. I lived it. Like for me right now, it's my job totally is not who I am. I have all this, I have all this other time to do other things and meet other people and have other things. And so the delightful there, you know, there, I just, are you you speaking of this thing people call balance? (laughs) Health, you have health is insane. Like I go to bed at like a normal hour. I like eat a dinner. I can eat. I actually have time to eat a lunch. Oh my gosh. I know it was like insane. I don't even understand. <laughs> I love how it's like that's a high bar. I got to eat lunch today. Yeah, I'm being like, lazy. <laughs> People were like, "You're gonna have it's gonna be so hard. You're gonna be driving from school to school." Only a secondary music teacher would celebrate having time to eat lunch. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just like, I am resonating with what you're saying so much because I am so in the thick of teaching high school right now. But you don't even notice, like, it just becomes such a norm. You don't notice how tired you are or you don't notice like, yeah, you don't notice how much it it wears on you just don't notice like well because the kids they invigorate you and it's fun yeah. it's not like we don't love going to festivals that's my favorite part I love yeah. going on a bus with kids and I, I just love it and you do you love the kids so much and that's why you're doing it because you you'll love- do anything for them including mm-hmm. that extra thing that wasn't on yeah. the calendar right why- yeah exactly that's why you're always doing I will say though that one of the things that was harming for me and ended up being the ultimate reason why I had to end up leaving because it just like, it broke my heart was that like, I cared so much about those kids that like, I couldn't turn it off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Couldn't turn it off. And so Mm -hmm. like, I would like school would end and and, like, you know, the kids that had rough homes, you know, I'd want to stay after with or they would want to stay and hang out or jam and I'd be like and I wanted to make that space for them or like even when I did go home I was still worrying about one kid or like I'd find myself like talking well you know not using names but I'd find myself talking to my friends about like mm-hmm. there's this thing going on like one kid and- or you know like like it just became my life to like the, these kids were my life and I was just mm-hmm. like I just love them so much and then it was just like, I, I just couldn't turn it off. Like, yeah. And so, and I think that that was, it was just that like worrying about them. Or Waking like, up at 3 a.m. Worrying about this kid. But, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like being, cause you know, when you're a parent, you've got like three kids that, and one of you're always worrying about one of them. And then you multiply that by like, a, like two yeah. children. Yep. 
oh my God, that's so much worry. Like that's not healthy. Like, like how am I supposed to know how to have boundaries when this is the situation? <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but you're like, trying, you know, there's CPS every now and yep. then. Like, like it's pretty extreme stuff. So, I, so it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried about her. She just like broke up with her boyfriend. It's like, no, like this kid. We're worried about this kid and where they're going to sleep tonight. And yeah, yeah exactly. That kind of thing. And so yeah. it's like a, it's a real, it's a real thing, you know? And you know what? It was even worse um, when we were in our situation last year where it was all online. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like the quote unquote, like band dude, you know what I mean? Like the quote unquote band dude yep. spent his time purchasing tech gadgets and having like the coolest online scenario for when he was going to be teaching rhythms and stuff like that during band class. Um, that's what those band dudes were doing. Like the dudes that couldn't go and what have their scenario? marching band. They were like tech gadget, this app, that, you know, <laughs> they were like, I mean, we have got to were... fill you in after the show on the running <laughs> scenario story, because that is hella funny. <laughs> oh my God. So that's what those, those dudes were doing that, you know, and like, we, I, I don't know. I know I was like, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna get to know my kids and we are going to like get down to business on getting it right. As in like, we are going to respond to things happening in our world right now. We're going to get it right for ourselves. We're going to reset, be healthy, be mindful, be aware, right? Change the culture, be more culturally responsive, all that stuff. That was my goal above, above and beyond anything else. And it did not involve one tech gadget other than a YouTube or, you know, or a single piece of plexiglass. Right, right. <laughs> being online with kids and interacting with them and being real was my goal right. during that time. And it's like- Tending to their that, emotional needs. It, yeah. yeah, but yeah. it unfortunately reveals a lot of things about kids that we sometimes don't see in a daily rehearsal situation. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot about kids. We learned a lot about- this kid will or will not be able to make it to class. Um, this kid doesn't have a place to sleep, therefore is not going to be in first period. Um, this kid mm-hmm. does not have this or that at home, therefore will not be able to adequately, you know, be a participant in class. And like, that was a heavy lift too, like really heavy. Cause we're seeing, we're like, a camera into a student's home life. Right. And so sometimes with tremendous chaos around the kid, tremendous chaos. And like, we're literally watching kids like die on the vine and also do their damnedest Mm. to stay afloat. And I learned so much about kids last year and it was really eye-opening and very, it took a huge emotional toll. Mm-hmm. So Chandra, Chandra, I am so like, like I, I look up to you for making the decision you made. Yeah, dude, that's to make a I change am. for sure. And now I really want to go teach. Fifth grade. <laughs> no, I love my job. I'm totally fulfilled. Um, but it's so exciting, um, to think about how, you are not only like really happy with your choice, you know, and like you are fulfilled in your personal life, in your um, professional life by this job. But I am also so excited that fifth graders in Bellevue are getting to have not only just a mandated experience of music, but that you get to be their teacher. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, that's so awesome. And, um, I know that yesterday you did a little thingy. Not yesterday. Yeah, it was. It totally was. Okay, so check this out. Um, 
And I actually um, was like two weeks late on my article. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so I just lost my train of thought. My, my computer started blowing up with text messages. Anyway, <clears throat> I wrote my article for WMEA mm -hmm. about um, this new gen partnership that we have, which um, we talked about on a previous Beth and Kelly episode with Jesse Nolan, this concept of partnerships. Anyway, um, I wrote about that, but also was thinking about like this idea of um, uh, for, for Beth and I and you who are on boards, on music um, professional boards, like, how we're supposed to serve our members right and if we're only supposed to serve our members and the members are a small pool of music teachers how we really need more people to be members or and or like you know like how it's like kind of a catch-22 like I want to be serving people also who aren't members but I'm not supposed to so right. become a member, but also why would you want to become a member and how can I make you want to be a member by actually oh. giving you things that you want to have? You right. know what I mean? Anyway, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the collegiate WMEA folks and their, their concern that they brought to National Assembly was essentially, you know, we're all made to be members in college. But when we go into our first teaching gig, we're not going to be members anymore because number one, it's expensive and we know we're going to be broke. And number two, I don't really think there's a lot that we're going to get from this organization. So I don't really see why I should be a member. Mm -hmm. And how can we solve that problem? So the idea that the collegiate folks came up with was to have a once a month question and answer session with a teacher and they wanted none of those teachers to be white men and they wanted teachers from all different disciplines not necessarily public school like all the stuff um so that they could really like see what this thing they're about to do what it is and like and they thought that that was a real value for their membership so um so WMEA found a partner to like sponsor the whole thing because my point was women and, and BIPOC folks should not be doing this heavy lift for free. I love that. And so they got funded and um, Chandra was their first guest and it was yesterday. And yes. I just, yeah, I think that's really cool. And I, I want to talk about how that went for you, but also just like the general concept of how if music teachers ask for things that are for the good of the order, they will probably happen, but you have to ask, you know what I mean? But right. tell us about it. Oh, well, it was it was a little strange because it turns out that like most colleges aren't in session yet. Oh. <laughs> so it was, it was a little funny, but um, yeah, they had some, they had some pretty good questions. Um, but the funniest thing to me is that, you know, when you're in college, you maybe like, you don't always know like what you don't know. Like, so like the funniest thing is like, I had this, um, there was like, one of the things they didn't ask me was like, you know, like, what do I need to know for my first year? They like, they didn't ask that. Mm -hmm. They were like, there's, I had this like big stock of like, hey, these are some things you should yeah. do first year. And like, we never, like, we never got to that like we just talked but so they were like you like, came ready with like helpful tidbits yeah yes like, you, you should write an article about that yeah and we should do that the next I'm serious that would be incredibly <laughs> helpful please do that okay well, because it, was, it was just so funny because like what like it was so cute because one of the questions was like how do you build relationships with your colleagues and build new friendships you know you know, and build an, a, a support network your first year of teaching. And I was like, oh yeah, you're not going to have time for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
you're going to just like trying to be staying afloat. Like what you need to do is like have a support network before you go in, in. the shoot yeah. before you start. Like, and I was like, no, but the thing is you already do like, like, you know, you've got your professors, like, you know, they've all offered, like they've offered to help you. Like you've got, like, you've got their number. Like, you don't know how many times I called Mr. Lane and like, we weren't close. Like I pissed them off a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I upset him like mm-hmm. on multiple occasions. And, but he, he's what you had. Well, mm-hmm. but, um, but, but he said, you know, he told us like, you know, if you ever have a problem, you know, call me. And sure enough, I must have called him like five or six times in the first year being like, oh my God, Mr. Lane, here's what I did. I totally screwed up. What do I do? <laughs> he, just, he was so incredible. You know, he guided me and he, you know, gave me incredible advice. And it was, I love that. Well, you know, and I, you know, and like, you know, he, he really was a fantastic support and mentor. And, uh, you know, there were tons of people like that, you know, that helped me in my first year. Um, Mariko Lane, who was my student teaching teacher, mm-hmm. she was there for me, lots of people. And then, you know, with friends, you know, like, I was like, yeah, you're not going to remember, you know, the, like, you're not going to understand the notes you took your freshman year from flute methods. You're going to be like, what does this mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and my flute player sounds terrible and I can't figure out what's happening. Yeah. I was like, just call your, you know, your friend from college who played flute that yeah. you can hang out and go, you know, party with and call them. Yeah. them. Call them. Yeah, just call them and they'll help you out. And you guys can trade lessons, like, you know, just to give each other refresher courses and hang out on the weekend and, you know, and, you know, and then you've got, you know, your regular friends and, I was going to say some of the best advice that I've received is from non-music teachers, specifically Uh teachers, teachers, but in other disciplines, like my dad, who's a PE teacher, my friend, Lisa, who's an LASS teacher, um, or even, you know, just folks who have um, a lot of experience with kids, but it's not musical. People who are educators extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Jones. Yes. These are, these are actually the most valuable resources still for me. Are people yeah, I, I who've got enough knowledge of like the basic craft of teaching, but who can really see like the ludicrous nature of the system yeah. that we can't see because we're all up in it and have been since we were 10. You know what I mean? Yep. That's the best advice. Oh, one of my, one of the funniest questions that I just loved. It was so sweet. They said, like, do you think you have to be like, you have to have like, like, like a natural proclivity toward, you know, or, or like, like a natural gift for organization to like, you know, be a good planner. And I was like, I was like, oh, so if you walk into like an office for like a choir, a band and like an orchestra teacher, like this is how it looks. And so like, I like, I am like the oh only clean desk of any colleague I've ever met. I am like guilty, man. My desk is a heap right now. It is. Well, that's what I said. I said the uh, desk will be love. You know, the It'll be clean. The yeah. orchestra teacher's desk will be like, ah, oh, there'll be like violins and papers out. And you get to oh my the God. desk and it's just like everywhere. <laughs> just except for mine. Mine is spotless. Except for, except for spotless. spotless. I was like, no, you do not. But you better figure it out quick or you're going to get in a whole lot of trouble. Because if you lose those permission slips with someone's social security number on it, you are in deep doo-doo. Or, <laughs> no, or a handful of checks, you know? A well, you know, I, I got to share some horror stories of things that I, some oh my God, first year with, you know, and, and some things that happened to some people I knew and, you know, how we figured out very quickly how to get organized on the things that mattered and paperwork. It sounds very charming. I wish I had <laughs> on the wall. I want to get to do one, but I'm not Me allowed too. because I'm on the board. I want to get to do one too. Well, uh, there, name it was, was submitted. It was really fun. And we had, you know, we had a lot, there were lots of giggles and, you know, some, some, some real, some real things in there. And, you know, they asked me some like, you know, some real like heart to heart, like, you know, what do you wish someone would have told you? And, you know, I shared with them, like, you know, understanding like bound emotional boundaries and under like coming out of that sort of 
well, here's the big, like, here can was, you teach me that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, well, you know, one of the things I told them that, like, I got like, pretty emotional, you know, saying, and this is how it led me to fifth grade. I said, you know, like, you know, I grew up in the culture of all like older white men. Um, and so one of the things that they were always talking about is they're always like, you need to be passionate. Like, oh, you need to love on those kids. Like, and they're just always pushing. They're pushing and pushing the thing. You need to love those kids. You need to be passionate about what you do. It's the greatest job in the world. And they were always saying this over and over again. But what they didn't, you know, tell me, because I don't think they knew it, is that you could love those kids too much. Mm. Yep. Be too passionate. And then it, it ends to and, being, it ends, you end up being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't think they, I think that, you know, as a, as a woman of color, like it was just, it was a different, I just felt differently about those kids. And I think mm-hmm. older white males, they were, they, they had a different perspective as me going into it or something. And, you know, a lot of them, like, you know, they wanted to be like the nicer school with like the the affluent kids that had the lessons or they wanted to be teaching at like the college level so that they could this, so that they could be making the best kind of music. Right. Me, I wanted to work at, I've always wanted to work at like, you know, the title one school with the kids Mm -hmm. like, need the most love who who need someone to like you know who, the people who, who who maybe don't have someone else who believes in them who 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 like you you can you can help you can help them you know make a difference and them see like you can help them get to where they want to be or you can help yeah. see the value in their lives and like and and help them feel great about themselves and yes them the courage to do the things they want to do with their life you know like that's that's what I wanted to do um which is like a very just end, different end of the spectrum and so totally. like so you know and one of the things that like they didn't you know and the other thing they didn't tell me was that like that I was going to lose students like that's they, hard they it's didn't the tell worst me, yeah they didn't tell me that like my that I would like have students die and so, right. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because they just like it didn't occur to them or if they just felt differently about it or they're like, oh, that's just something you have to get over. And or I just don't want to talk about it because it's like we just bury that deep mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't know if what it was, but like that was just like something that after it happened, like for the fifth time, I just was like, you know, it just like it's heavy. It just like snapped something in me and I just not all teachers know that experience um but I think all music teachers know the feeling of a kid dropping your class yes which feels horrible yeah it feels horrible and that was like a choice right like actually losing the life of a student is like holy that's very heavy duty and you know we wrap our our identities up so much in our job that when something heavy duty like that happens, it plays out in all kinds of different ways, you know, like from your personal life, like I, I can definitely attest that marriages can end. I can definitely attest that, uh, you know, substance use and abuse is a thing. Um, you know, I mean, all of that stuff, like when we're driven to unhealthy situations at school, we make unhealthy choices sometimes to deal with it. And all of these things are super real, man. And like, well worth yet three or four more episodes, you know, seriously to unpack all of that stuff. Cause it's so heavy. I do mm-hmm. think though that there's a much higher likelihood that if you are working in a Title I school, you're much yes. more likely to, to lose a student. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. The, the risk goes up. Statistically, that is a fact. Yeah. So you 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 need to like be aware and accept that that that's mm-hmm. a possibility. And and that's not something I was made aware of. Mm-hmm. And like, like it's okay. Like. To, to just like say that and say like, this is a possibility. 
And so you need to have like other pillars in your life. You need to have other hobbies. You need to have other things that, mm-hmm. that keep that you going. You need to have other things that like bring your life joy. It can't yep. just be these wonderful human beings that you love giving your life to, you know, like yep. it has, there has to be something else. So that if that gets kicked out from underneath you, you have other things, you know? Yeah. Right. So, you know, the, the man who was my, um, one of my two mentors, the other happens to be the love of Beth's life, but uh, Bob Nat, the other one, <laughs> the other one, I, I replaced at Washington Middle School. There's like this video they made for his retirement and where he says that music teaching is like a religion. Mm-hmm. It, it is all consuming of who it you is. are. And um one that is so true it's so true and I watched that when I taught with Bob for six years I watched that play out for him yeah he every minute of his day night year summer winter spring fall yeah he was in that office he would go in every day in the summer teacher hours yeah and what I discovered was even though I believe that that's true (laughs) And I have seen it done by both of my mentors, including Scott, including Scott, um, is that that wasn't for me. And I discovered Mm -hmm. that when I tried to do the gig for the first time, because the first time that I taught, you know, what I was meant to do, middle school band, I had a Mm one-year-old. So the first time I tried it on for size, I had an infant who needed uh, to breastfeed at like 4 p.m., and you had to go I had to get out of there Uh and that was really important to me and it damn near killed me I you were not doing summer jazz and you were not doing any of that biz I was able to turn off some of the expectations of my predecessor because I was a young mom and Mm. the parents kind of understood although I know they talked mad shit about me behind my back but um (laughs) But also like it allowed Beth to take on like parallel policies and we sort of made our life healthier together. Yep. Um, But it's not the natural setting for people that do what we do. Well, it's unfortunate because there's so much pressure to make it your religion. Yep. Actually not the healthiest way to go about it. And this is what- so not healthy. It's not. I'm I, like, I thought that I was doing, I thought I was doing it right. I thought I was doing it like the most passionate, the most like, oh my God, I'm such a good teacher. I give all my time. And then I was like, oh my God, like I'm broken. And it was like, I'm dying. Super unhealthy. This is like physically unhealthy. This is emotionally unhealthy. Yeah. And I'm like a crazy lady. It's all here. of it. Chandra. In, it was, it was not, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good idea. It's all of it. And you know what? But, but um, you're encouraged to do that, which is mm-hmm. uh, more than that. I'd say we're expected to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. right now it feels so disingenuous, like yeah. districts who are like putting all this self-care stuff out, you know, like they, they're <laughs> trying to say that they care for their employees. They don't care for us. And um, we are in an Here's some bubble bath. Yeah. We're in an unhealthy environment. We are shoehorning kids into classrooms. Um, it's like, all of it is just, it's ludicrous, Mm -hmm. but Chandra, we're coming to the end of our session here, but man, I have to say your pictures from the trip you took at the beginning of the summer, like I was living vicariously. I want to know why I wasn't invited. P.S. I better be invited next time. Okay. I mean, talk about like taking it all back, the self-care and like, I am going to enjoy myself. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I was like, I was over the summer. I was like, I'm going to miss band camp so much. And I was like, girl, stop whining, do something. And I was like, okay, I'll go to Belize. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and get a fancy mud bath and a salt get spray. all of the spa services I did get all the things all of the things all of the things oh my god that is how to do it right there
A million thanks to our listeners, followers, and subscribers. The support we receive monetarily and otherwise helps us to be able to spend time creating a quality product, and it allows us to tap into partnerships and resources to which we wouldn't normally have access. We are stoked about the journey of learning we have ahead of us, and we are delighted you've decided to join.